Welcome to Personal Podcaster, the place where you learn how to create a podcast to develop your career. I'm your host, Angela Chong. Welcome back to another episode of Personal Podcaster. Today I have Angie Trueblood with me. Hi, Angie. Thanks for jumping on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Angela. It's so good to have connected with you. Same, same. So good to connect with you. And may I say your name is great. (laughs) I love yours as well. (laughs) We have to stick together. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So as you know, the whole premise of season two for Personal Podcaster are case studies on how has podcasting developed your career. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really interesting. I was thinking back to years ago when I was working in outside corporate sales. And this was way back when like serious satellite radio was a thing. But I was always listening to talk radio shows. And there were some that I came across that really talked about being able to leave a traditional job and start your own business. And so that kind of got the spark flowing in me. It really motivated me to kind of dig in and think outside of a traditional employment box, if you will. And then that evolved into me listening to podcasts because I was in outside sales. I was driving around a lot. And ultimately, I did leave that position and then came home. My kids were really young and I wanted to have more time with them. And like a lot of women, I think my age who are in a corporate career and you think you're going to be there forever, and then you decide, wait a second, I want more freedom, a bit more flexibility. I transitioned home as a part of a direct sales company, but still listening to podcasts the whole time kind of uncovered this online business space that I never knew anything about. And I ended up transitioning that business into more of an online business. And then from there, I started pitching myself to be guests on podcasts to grow the visibility of that business. And when I started landing opportunities and even media opportunities, people started asking how I had earned those. And very quickly, I recognized, oh, wait, people don't enjoy pitching themselves the way that I do. And it was a skill set that I had that I could serve other business owners. And so... We can dig into any part of it that you want, but it eventually evolved into the business that we have today, the Podwise Group, where we pitch clients to be guests on other people's podcasts. Wow. I love that. It's a long and windy road. (laughs) Yes. Your entire journey from corporate to owning your own business, literally around podcasting. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think you're the first, this is a side note, you're the first guest who has said something like that. So that's really cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. A lot of a lot of guests so far have said, um, you know, I interviewed my next boss and I didn't know it. And then at the end of the interview, they were like, do you want a job? <laughs> so <laughs> that's like what a lot of what I've heard. So it's really fun and encouraging to hear that you've started your own company um, because yeah. there's so much, you know, risk involved. Well, and I think for a lot of women, sometimes – just seeing examples of what could be is really important. And when you're in traditional work silos, you don't always have exposure to that. But podcasts are totally accessible. 
And that is where I was able, and I say connect with people. I mean, it was really a one-way street, but you feel very connected for the, with the people that you hear as a listener. And so I felt connected to people who I thought, well, if they can do that, like I can lean in and create something that serves my family and I. Absolutely. How, um, how many customers are y'all serving right now? So we have a couple of different offerings. And so we pitch our, some of our clients. So full concierge, what you would think of as like an agency. My real comfort zone in that is up to six clients because I still like to have a hand in the strategy of who we're pitching them to and really making sure that we're positioning them as the expert that they are. But then we also have more of an intensive package. And this is, it's evolved over time because we're seeing a lot of teams wanting to take this marketing strategy in-house. And there's not a lot of people in the market that are offering that type of support. So we craft everything that the business would need to pitch themselves and offer varying levels of support for training their team to pitch themselves And then we have a membership for people who are kind of just beginning to, you know, step their toes into the visibility waters, and we support them as they pitch themselves. So it's kind of a myriad of ways. Yeah. How has having your own company um, empowered your podcasts? And tell everyone what they're called. Yeah. So now I am a podcast host as well. In the early days, I was a podcast guest. And what I found was I loved connecting with other people through this medium because you make that connection, but then it's also a great marketing asset. So for me, it was just a really smart way to connect with people and also extend my network. And I felt like the more that we were pitching our clients to be guests on shows, I wanted to more understand the needs of the host. And the only way I could really do that was by hosting my own show and kind of experiencing everything that they did. Um, So that first podcast is called Go Pitch Yourself. We launched that in 2019. It's an every other week show. I love it. And it's really focused around increasing your visibility and leveraging podcasts to do that as a business owner. The second podcast I just recently launched, and that came out in March of 2022. It's called She Hearts RVA, and it is a local podcast. I live in Richmond, Virginia. It's a local podcast hosted by me. I interview different women in our community about topics that are relevant for So I'm actually like middle-aged, I think. Like I think that is my definition. And there are not a lot of shows that are speaking to women and moms who are in their 40s. We're not raising babies, but we are definitely raising children. And a lot of the shows that were local-based just were talking about sports. And I'm super into politics, but just none of them really set it up the way that was appealing to me or my peers. And so I thought, well... I can do that. So we launched that in March. And that, I will tell you candidly, has been a harder lift because it's a passion project. And, you know, there's not a lot of extra time at the end of the day when you're raising kids, running a business, being a wife, all those things. So I'm still trying to navigate how that's going to fit in long term, but I love it. And the conversations with women totally motivate me because women are doing incredible things in our communities. And I just want to lift that up and celebrate it. 
Love that. So great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, why why the focus on women, if I may ask? I mean, I love that because I think it's super important. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do work with men. Like there is a man in our membership and I'm totally open to that. I think it comes down to almost my feeling and this – it doesn't get into like a political swaying, but I – want to be a part of a community that has people in power who are making decisions on my behalf, who look like me and love like me and really understand my position in life. And I think a lot of times when we look at leadership, whether it's government or companies, it doesn't always seem that way. So for me, it's by normalizing these women that we work with and their voices as being experts and leaders I feel like I'm doing my small part in helping shift what society thinks of as a leader. Yes. Yes, for sure. Soapbox, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So good and needed and important. So thanks for sharing that. That's very exciting. Can we take a step back and you got into podcasting because you were listening to it. Okay. How did you make the dive into becoming a podcast host? So we had been serving clients. It happened back in 2019. So we had been in business for two years. And also, I get bored very easily. And so I kind of have like a two-year stint of where then I need something new. So I was feeling that itch to kind of do something different. I recognized I was not creating content for the company. I had no interest in writing a blog post about pitching yourself. So I knew there was sort of a marketing hole there that we weren't filling. We were just fully relying on referrals. So I knew I needed to create some sort of content. And to me, hosting was the most commonsensical way to produce that content And it was something new. So I got to learn and also continue networking through interviewing pretty amazing guests. So for me, it was a win-win. Candidly, I actually recorded episodes for Go Pitch Yourself. I think it was back in March of 2019. And I didn't launch until September of 2019 because the tech piece, like the editing piece, it just sort of got to me and I didn't do anything with it. And I was working with a coach at the time, and I knew I was creating a program to teach people how to pitch. So I needed to have more than just referrals coming in. And she kind of helped me recognize that I just needed to pay someone to do the editing. This was an extension of my business. It was an investment. And I needed to lean into what I was good at, which is communicating and relationship building and hand off some of the things that it didn't make sense for me to take my time to learn. And we've been with the same editor since we launched. He's amazing. He's been a guest on the show. He he lives in the UK. He's awesome. Um, And it was one of the best choices I've made in outsourcing in the business. Wow. That's also super encouraging, you know, to, to lean into what you're good at. I love that. Well, and it's super, depending on why you're making the podcast, if it's a B2B show to where you're looking, you're running a business, you're running client work, you know, you can't do all those things. And I knew the energy it would take for me to figure out how to edit well just didn't make sense. He was super affordable for his skill set, 
right? Um, and he has been a total asset. I'm always like, do you want to raise my prices anymore? Um, and he has, you know, because it's uh, he's such an asset to the company. That's great. That's so great. How has being a podcast host influenced your empathy for your customers? It's really helped me understand the hosting perspective and and where we always led with value when we were pitching a client. We made sure it was a, a show that made sense. I mean, we get tons of pretty horrible pitches to where you know the people have never listened to the show. Um, the topic is super not relevant. Um, and so we've always focused on that. But I think understanding all that goes into hosting the time output, the investment, if you are hiring out parts of it, it made us even take more time to connect with that host. I had a host one time who's now become a friend. We sent her a pitch for a client. She emailed back and was like, wait a second, who are you? I've never considered outsourcing my pitching because I've never run across a pitch that I would feel proud to have my name on. And so we started connecting and she said, yeah, she said the thing about your pitch was that I felt seen. Like I felt like you understood the work that I was doing. And I think taking that extra step is what makes all the difference, not just in landing the interview, but in cultivating a relationship that can be mutually beneficial down the road. I love um, cultivating relationships. I love that it's so easy to do with podcasting. I am curious about what advice you would give to younger professionals who are just getting started in podcasting. Um, Season one was all about how to really basic, you know, basic starts for podcasting and how to use podcasting as a networking tool. Um, And so, yeah, what would you say to young professionals? I would say pay attention to the parts of it that really light you up because there's all types of, there's all pieces to podcasting, right? There's the research on the front end, there's the actual delivery of the content, vetting, editing, production. See what part of it is really a part that sparks interest in you and lean into that. Um, One thing we've seen over the last couple of years is that there are definitely big players getting into the podcasting space I think you and I both know people who have been out on their own and big companies are seeing that podcasting, I mean, they're a little behind the times and seeing it now, we've all known this, but um, they're recognizing that them having a branded podcast could be a really beneficial asset to their business. And so just know, like you can create your own podcast and you can go it alone. And also if you love it and think you want to make a career out of it, eyes wide open because people are out there looking. And I think some of the skills that we take for granted, right, when you're scrappy and starting your own show and your own business, other companies are dying to have that personality and that skill set in-house. So just be open-minded and lean into what parts of it you love because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So pivoting pivoting with your from your business and your own podcast into um... – advice for others. How, how have you seen podcasts shape other people with their career or with, yeah, no. How, how, how have you seen podcasts shape <laughs> other people with their careers? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I mean, we typically meet people, a lot of our clients come to us and they already have a podcast. Well, the other lot of them do not have a podcast yet and they are guesting. What I love about working with that type of person is they start to develop their voice. So we had a client, we've had her as a client for almost three years, and she runs a bookkeeping agency. And just to see the growth that her business has experienced over the last three years, but also her as a leader, she said, I interviewed her recently for Go Pitch Yourself. She's like, I don't know if I've ever told you, but you help me find my voice. Like you help me understand. And it wasn't me. It was her having the opportunity to be on shows and us to help strategize like what she should be talking about. But I think that's the biggest benefit of podcasting and being a guest and being a host is that over time you gain confidence in who you are, what your mission is and what you stand for. And I think moving forward, that type of thing totally helps you in your career, right? And in your life, because you know who you are as a personal brand. Oh, good full circle right there. That's a great <laughs> connect the dots moment. That actually, that example helped me connect the dots that you're working with folks who who are hosts, but who only want to be guests. They don't even have their own show. We, we do both. And what we see a lot is the people, the people that come to us that don't have their own show, it's funny because many of them have since launched their own show. And so it's because they're – and I started as a guest, yes. and I actually recommend that. I don't yeah. necessarily think if you want to start a podcast, I don't think your first intro to it should be you recording your own show. you got to get your feet wet and kind of – understand what you're comfortable with and how you're telling your own story. And then with that, a lot of times comes the confidence, but also the the little itching feeling of like, wait, there's more for me to share. And then that's typically where the podcasts come from. Right. I, I can definitely see that for sure. And now you can enjoy it so much and you want to keep going. That's awesome. That's awesome. What are some tips and tricks you have found when you're interviewing others on your own show? So I was listening to a coaching call that we had inside of our membership last week. I wasn't on the call, but I listened to the replay. And one of our members hosts, her name is Casey Jordan, and she hosts a show called The Pursuit of Evolution. And she was saying how she loves hosting because she can ask like the really awkward personal questions that you typically can't ask if you just meet someone randomly in real life. And that struck me because that is the key to a great interviewer is having the curiosity. Like you almost can't teach that, right? You can't learn to be curious if you're not innately curious. And so my recommendation is to, we all have scripts, like I always have questions of what I want to ask, but we often veer off of that because Whoever I'm talking to will say something that will really spark in me, like, wait a second, I want to hear more about that. And so I always recommend peeling the onion, right? When someone answers a question, if there's a way for you to dig a little bit deeper into a part of that, that's when you're going to get the real beauty of their story. So mine is just an innate curiosity and peeling back the layers of that person that you're interviewing. Even on business shows, I think sometimes we host people who are experts, right? But at the end of the day, 
I could search if I was looking for a topic on, you know, profitability for small businesses. I could find a million people talking about that. I want to feel connected to who is sharing their recommendations and their strategies with me. So as the host, that's your job is to help your listeners feel connected to the guests that you're bringing on. Sure. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. If if someone's feeling dry or what if you what if you wake up and you're not feeling curious? I mean, does that ever happen? <laughs> I mean, there's definitely been times, you know, that you're we vet our guests really well. And as much as I advocate for cold pitching, I rarely accept anyone on my show that's totally cold. Either there's someone that I found through my network because I think that relationship is super important. Um, or I've established a relationship with that person. Like, I don't get really intimidated. I found someone recently who hosted a show. His content was really comparable, like, uh, complimentary to what we do. And so I reached out and we developed a relationship. And he's since been a guest on my show and me on his. So I think part of it is just setting up, like, who you take on your show and what role they are going to serve seriously. Because you don't want someone on the show that you don't connect with energetically. That's not like that's going to feel awkward to the listener. Um, and it's not going to keep them coming back week after week. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind diving in just a little bit into what's your vetting process like? So typically I invite people on the show because I create the content around the topics that I know my audience wants to hear. Um, I had a particular topic a couple of months ago, and I have a pretty vast network of folks in podcasting, and so I reached out, and people recommended different folks, but I only looked at the ones that people I trusted, like people that I had connected with, and I knew their personality and that they would be serving up someone really incredible. Then I go and I listen to other shows that they've been on, if they haven't guested before, no big deal. I'll go to their Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, just to get some sort of video. Like I need to hear them before I say yes to them being on the show because, I mean, we've all had instances where the audio is awful or, you know, they're not able, just the energy. I mean, I think that's the the thing of it is like the energy is so important to be compatible. So I just kind of do my own digging. And we've had people pitch us that I was familiar with, like people with far bigger platforms than what we have, um, and they would pitch a topic that's totally like irrelevant to my show. And I'll come back and say, actually, if you would be open to speaking on this topic, that would be a much better fit for my audience. So I think as a host, you just have to keep your listener front of mind, like what are they going to want to listen to, what topic is going to be most relevant, and are they going to enjoy the conversation with this guest? That makes a lot of sense, for sure. Um, and I love the others' focus, the audience focus. That awesome. And it sounds like it's just simply having a conversation of this isn't necessarily the right topic, but would love for you to still be on the show. I think that ties in really well into how do you do you have a secret sauce for making an episode engaging? And I think that. I mean, definitely answers for sure. Do you have any other thoughts that you wanted to share? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the other piece of it is just making sure that you're providing enough structure, right? Like I talk about energy and personality and having fun. Those are great. But you still have to have enough structure in the storyline, no matter what you're talking about, to help guide the listener through to where they know where you're going, they trust where you're going, you're not all over the place, and you're really taking them through this audio experience. And that's not to say it's highly produced. It's just you have to have like a bit of structure. So we always coach our clients to, if there's a framework of how they do what they do, you know, share that with the audience if you can, or from the host perspective, kind of set up like, what is it I want to pull out of this guest and make sure we keep that front of mind? That's great advice. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So moving into rapid fire questions, I think those were some great thoughts surrounding all of those those questions. Thanks for sharing. So for the rapid fire questions, um, what's your best career advice? It's definitely to view it as a journey rather than kind of this finite part of your life. So I think enjoying the exploration as your interests arise is the best way to view like what this is going to look like because we're in it 30 years-ish at least. So you want to enjoy it and let it ebb and flow. That's very encouraging to me because <laughs> my career journey has definitely ebbed and flowed. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it has been, it really has been about following following interests at different points in time for me. So yeah, that makes for sure. great sense. Um, what's your favorite podcast currently? I have so many. Uh, <laughs> I love maintenance phase. I love just really smart shows, smartless. Um, Pantsuit Politics, those are probably my three favorites. Oh, and a true crime podcast called The Prosecutors. I love that show too. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I will they have do, to check those at- Well, they're attorneys. So I love true crime, but I hate the unsolved ones because I feel like I just get left hanging at the end. And so The Prosecutors takes it typically up to trial as well. Like there's a little bit more closure. Sometimes. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what books are you reading right now? Or a book? So I'm on a hiatus of like business personal development just because life is busy and I feel like I need a detox at the end of the day. So I'm just reading this random book I got from our local library on, you know, you can get them on Kindle or whatever. Um, it's Robert Parker. It's called The God Wolf Manuscript. It's just kind of a mystery book. So nothing Ooh. life-changing, but it's definitely something to look forward to at the end of the day. I appreciate that because <laughs> when you're in business all day, yeah. what do you do to relax? Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. Angie, thanks so much for sharing all your thoughts today. Uh, where can people connect with you? So I'm on LinkedIn at Angie Trueblood. We're on Instagram at the Podwise group, and that is Podwise with a Z. And then an explanation of all the work we do and the podcast is over at thepodwisegroup.com. And the show is Go Pitch Yourself. So they can pop over and hit follow um, if they're listening in Apple. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Angie. We'll definitely connect on LinkedIn some more. For sure. For sure. So good to have this time with you.
You've been listening to Personal Podcaster. Thanks so much for joining us today. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. And if you can, please leave us a quick rating of the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.